0: Welcome to another episode of the Crocker Report Podcast. This is another section or another episode for the Cluster Busters. We're going to talk running backs. Uh, I'm your boy, Damian Parson, with Jonathan Hagler and Eugene Holt. What's going on, fellas? What's up, Yo-yo. What's up? Hey, man, listen, it is, uh what, it's Monday night? Like, you know, this will be up in the morning uh, once I, you know, do the editing and everything. But uh, it seems like people like the QB cluster buster. So let, let's keep that theme rolling a little bit longer with, with the running backs. This is a talented running back class, and we talked about it at the end of the QB episode. This running back class, I, I think coming into the season, people weren't really high on them. You know, everybody knew about ETN and, and, and Harris – but it seemed like that's where the the, the the whole truck stopped there. Like everyone didn't even look any further. And then you know we get through this twenty twenty season and you got Michael Carter and, and Javonta Williams both running over two hundred yards against Miami. And it's like okay, these guys are definitely top five. And mm-hmm. then you know you know of course Colin Hill who opted out after one game dealing with Mike Leach and that. Um, God-forsaken offense that he runs over there, in Mississippi State, <laughs> and you know Khalil Herbert personal. See, It's a lot of different guys, man. Late in the season, Trey Sermon. So the top five is what we're going to talk about here. You know, we know that the number one, number two, and number three is really is a cluster, truly, because there is no consensus number one, right? Do y'all agree yeah. with that?
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, they're all because they're all different. I mm-hmm. think you know you hear the top three, and you you hear. Harris, Etienne, and Javante Williams for the most part, right? Now, that may not be how they get drafted depending on need and and whatever each team likes, but yeah. you got Najee Harris who's this great blend of size, athleticism. He's not crazy fast, but he does everything well. He may arguably be the best receiving back in this class. You know, you got guys like Gamewell who catch the ball really well. Then you, you, you have Carter who catches the ball pretty good, but – Najee Harris is, is big, athletic, and fast, like I said a second ago. And then you have ETM, who's this prototypically built, uh, 210 plus, 5'10", 5'11", 4'4", kid, and he's a rocket. He, he's straight line. He's a rocket out of the backfield. He can catch. So he doesn't have a ton of holes, but there's some things he needs to improve on. And then you have this – freight train right this guy this guy Javante Williams who just runs through people and makes moms in the crowd angry because their baby just got ran over like my boy at Miami Um, you have that guy coming at you at 220 pounds and he's probably gonna run full four when pro day comes and so you have those three and then I think you, you have Michael Carter Williams running mate and then I think you got the guy who didn't play last year Kenneth Gainwell Who's a complete back, and I think a lot of people are falling more in love with him because we, we get caught in the moment, like we talk yeah. about, it, especially in the draft. He didn't play, he posted over 2,000 total yards of offense as a redshirt freshman, and that's a guy we'll probably talk about a little bit more later. But this is a crazy, fun class because they're all different. Thanks. They're all different. Mm-hmm.
2: I agree. Yeah, I say with this class, it's like it's all about what fits your offense. Cause I mean, you got everything you got, you got your power backs, you got your speed guys, you got your, you do everything guys. Like if you want to run a spread offense, you got Gamewell or Michael Carter. If you just want to run it down somebody's throat, you got Javante Williams or, or, uh, or Ramaji Stevenson, maybe. And you just, if you just want to do everything, you got Najee Harris and you got Travis. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a very diverse group.
0: Definitely. So, I mean, let, let's start at, let's start at the top. Like, you know, f- who is – you know, I'm going to start with you, Hag. Who is your number one running back right now?
1: My number one running back right now just from a, a share, like who can I plug into any NFL team and I'm going to get a ton of bang for my buck? It's going to be Najee Harris. Um, I love his game simply because <clears throat> even if he doesn't rush for 100 yards, he can catch for 60. And we right. saw it in college football playoffs. He didn't torch – Um, he didn't torch Notre Dame, but he did, but he didn't like torch him for 200 (laughs) yards on the ground. You know, he's jumping over people. He's patient. He's strong. He runs hard. He gets those 30 yards and then he goes out and catches for 60, 70 yards. And he's like, hold up. This guy just put up 150 yards of offense and he just put up two touchdowns. So Najee Harris for me is at the top just because like he's, he's big. He's six two. he's 230 pounds. He's not a burner, but, He's everything you need in a running back, quality running back. And you know, the fantasy guys are going to love him because he's going to yeah. catch 10 passes in one game. He may end up with 70 receptions. He can do it all.
0: Yeah,
2: definitely.
1: What say you, Eugene?
2: Um, yeah, it's Najee. Um, you don't have to take him off the field. Uh, you can do what you want to run power, gap scheme. You want to run his own blocking scheme. He can do it all. Um, uh, If, you, if you, you got third and 13, you don't need a third down back you got a 230 pound third down back because he can <laughs> get out there on the wheel routes, on the Texas routes, on the angle routes, and he can catch that ball for you. Um, it's, I mean, honestly, if you, if you, if you're nitpicking, the only, only issue you can find with him is maybe long speed, but that's, I mean, that's severely nitpicking. He does. He's, I think he's the most complete back in this class. So I got him at number one for me.
0: Same, same. I, uh, you know, I concur with both of you fellas and and for the same reasons, you know, when when I'm, you know, looking at running back, especially to put you at number one, are you scheme transcendent? And Najee is he can run because Bama runs not just gap scheme and and man down blocking. They also run some zone, and he's effective in all of those areas. And it's actually a clip. I was watching him. uh, I was watching the the tape from against Ohio state and he ran a Texas route. And I can't remember. I think it was tough Borland who, who had outside leverage, he gave him foot fire at the top of the at the top of the stem, broke back inside, caught the pass, soft hands, but it's the the reaction afterwards, he spotted the safety coming down and it looked like Derrick Henry, like he literally bounced the safety off the off the ground and I was like, "Yo, like it, it, he's different. He he gives you the blend and combination of everything you look for. And, and I even put up some some clips of him. Yeah, he doesn't have that 4 4 4 3 speed, but his game speed, his play speed, when he gets on his horse, he yeah. outruns a lot of a lot of angles, mm-hmm. and he's able to break a lot of those 25, 30 thirty-yard runs. He his short, his burst in short area, is really good as well, and I think that's what really helps him. And um, there's actually a clip I put against uh, Ole Miss. His ability to shift and drop his weight to cut at that with that size is just severely. Unheard of, and it's, it's it's incredible. So like he's just, we talk about like we legit because I mean I tweeted out today that uh, Kyle Pitts is a unicorn. Like we don't see Kyle Pitts every day walking around in normal life and walking around in the NFL as a mm-hmm. tight end with that speed four four six and you know he's probably gonna jump out. He's gonna jump out the gym and like he's Israel Mukwamu said during the interview, bro, he's 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 wide. Like he's wider than you expect. You look at Najee, Najee's somewhat of a unicorn too, because granted, we can compare him to Matt Forte and Le'Veon Bell, but just looking at the full combination of what he brings, like I could, I'll say straight up, he's a more physical runner than Le'Veon Bell ever was. You know, he has a Le'Veon's patience with kind of like a, a Marshawn Lynch type of attitude and, and, and running style in a way. So he's just different, man. So he's got to be my, he's to me, he's got to be number one just because he does everything and he can pass protect.
2: Yeah.
0: So he's definitely my number one. Um, number two for like legit number th- like I said that's what we're doing the cluster cluster bus. Number two was a toss up because I'm still I'm personally still I was battling this for a while. I was, I was battling this for a minute with uh, you know with um, when you look at Javonta Williams and what's his name? Um, goodness, Travis Etienne. So. It's tough, so Hag. I, I want to hear what you guys say about the number two spot. So who's your who's your running back two? I'm gonna say wide receiver two, running back two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so as as the process has gone on, I really like ETN. I do, but you know some of the issues with, with like his patience, it, it isn't quite there. Um, it, 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 it I don't know. I mean he's super explosive. He can catch, and I like him a lot. And from scouts that you know I've talked to and I've heard, it, it's Najee in in ETN for the most part. But then you have Javante Williams, who's also really attractive. But I don't want to fall into that either. You know what I mean? But then I start looking at my guy, who obviously, you know, I love Gainwell, who, who's, who's comparing more favor, favorably to Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey coming out. When you look at the numbers, when you look at the numbers, he's a guy that I wouldn't be afraid if – I wouldn't be shocked to see teams draft him over them too, yeah. honestly. Um, you, you look at – if we're looking at 40s, okay, Who's faster? ETN by, what, 0.02? Yeah. Okay, (laughs) ETN's a little heavier, but uh, Kenneth Gainwell is probably the best receiving back in this class. Like, he has clips of him lining up at receiver and catching the football for over 100 yards. Like, I don't know if any of those guys have that, right? Um, So I wouldn't be afraid to have him above above them two, but if I'm picking between ETN and Javante Williams, at this point, I'm probably going to go with Javante. Right, I feel like he is—he is patient. He's a little bit bigger. Possesses the same like type of burst. I mean, once he gets rolling, you're not stopping him. Um, but I just don't know how much that translates unless the offense just really ready to feed him. Uh, but honestly, two for me, two for me. Honestly, is probably well for what his value is, and he bulked up. We saw it like from a guy who played his redshirt freshman year at 187, right, mm-hmm. 187, and dominated college football. Shows up at Pro Day a couple days ago and shows up at 201 pounds, goes 4-4-2 officially. Uh, some scouts had him at four threes. Like, he caught every ball. One of the things that came out of his Pro Day was he showed up in shape. He looked the part. He did everything, every drill that everybody asked him. Like, the kid's legit. And that's why he has great patience. He breaks tackles. He's physical. And the receiving. The receiving ability is super, super valuable in today's game. When you look at Saquon catching for 90 balls as a rookie, you look at Christian McCaffrey you know, winning Offensive Player of the Year because he can catch for 1,000 and and rush for 1,000.
0: Right.
1: I feel like – or Kamara, also Kamara. I feel like Gainwell brings that type of ability. And when people really start looking at the numbers from how they test, how they play, the production in college – think it's favorable it's favorable when you look at McCaffrey when you look at Gainwell but um Devontae Williams is probably two for me and Gainwell is it's right there I wouldn't be shocked if somebody goes and grabs him above him
0: so what
1: say you Eugene
2: um I put Travis at two uh just for the for the athletic ability I am I wasn't super impressed by his patience behind the line and his vision I wasn't impressed by that I think he's a more of a north south runner mm-hmm. even though he's not particularly built like a north south runner but I I like the strides that he's made in the passing game cuz he before he couldn't catch at all
1: he didn't but, catch it all <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now you see him out there you 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 can run your screens you can run your your passes out in the flat with him and some of the some of the passes I've seen he's actually catching it with his hands it's nobody catching it he's not fighting the ball or anything like that He's actually made himself into a legitimate weapon in the passing game. So I look at the the type of athlete he is, and I look at uh, somebody's just going to put him out in space and give him more of a north-south role where it get where he's got clearly defined rushing lanes, and I think he's going to have those uh those big plays. I think he's going to have those big plays, and I'm going to think I think he's going to force the defense to react to him a little bit more. But I mean I don't have. I mean, with him and Gainwell, I mean you actually splitting hairs because I really like Gainwell too, and I love that system that that they got in Memphis because they they're they just pump out running backs. They pump yeah. out yeah. running backs. I love the way they, uh, like, those
1: guys backs. are producing Gibson and they're producing. Like I, I know we, we we tell people don't um, scout the school. But there's something to be said about guys being put out from certain programs and then producing, whether that be uh, Henderson for the Rams, um, once Cam Akers and all those guys, you know, start getting banged up. And then Gibson lighting everybody on fire. And they have this thing for some reason where they take these guys who, um, who aren't necessarily running backs by trade and then they become really, 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 really good running backs. Like Gibson. Yeah. There's a reason there's a reason why Gibson wasn't playing running back. I don't know if people remember it or not, but it's it's Gainwell. Yeah, Gainwell. You know, Gibson, <laughs> see how good Gibson is? A uh, uh, Memphis's head coach actually said that Gainwell was the best player he's ever coached at Memphis. Wow. So so that means high praise, right? Because we all expect Antonio Gibson to light the world on like fire this next year because he's that good. Um, but I, I think I think there's something to be said about what they're doing in Memphis. And you talked about it. You put out a thread on a couple months ago about all the guys that they're putting out. And those – I mean, those guys can all play. I'm excited about what Gainwell can do. But I'm also excited about ETM because he is good. And when you're good for a long time, you tend to over-scout. And we're nitpicking, you know, every little thing. But it's something to be worried about. It's going to get harder in the NFL. You're not going to be able to run up people's back. You're going to have to move. You know, you're not just going to run through everybody and just outrun everybody in the NFL. It's just not going to happen. But um, you know it's, it's it's a good it's a good running back class at the top.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Um, so you you know Eugene, you picked ETN. So like I said, I was battling this for a while, man, because was like I think in my top five, in my first initial top five uh, running back rankings, I had ETN at two, I had mm-hmm. Javante at three. But the more and and I love ETN's burst. I love his 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 explosion. His I love all that. I don't love his vision, his patience. I don't love him in pass protection. I do. I love the fact that he, like Eugene alluded to, he has grown as a receiving back. Like yeah. they to the point now, they line him up and they they'll run the the slot wheel and all the different things like that. And he tracks the ball well. He well, go up for five hundred plus two yeah. seasons
1: in a row. Like he's productive. He
0: is, if you were, and I'm pretty sure y'all you have you guys have seen the quote from maybe about three years ago. He said when he talked about struggling with the ball, he was afraid of it. He was afraid of the football. <laughs> Catching yeah. the ball, he was he was afraid of it. That's why he didn't catch it well. Then he's he's overcome that. He's worked at it. You could tell he's put put in the work to catch the football and be trustworthy in that regard. Mm-hmm. But the only thing, like like like, had you're not going to be able to just burst into open field. You're not going to have the best receivers to take pressure off of you. You you know you're not going to have the best offensive line to open up gaping lanes. And I always talk about it with defender, as a, as a former I, former running back, I call it defender manipulation. With your patience, your vision, your footwork, how do you manipulate the second-level defenders, that overflow defender, force them, press a hole, and force them to take and commit to that and take the other hole that's open. Replace them differently. I don't see that in his game. Yeah. When I watch him, I feel like he's – he runs with good, he got good contact balance. He's got the frame to run behind his pads mm-hmm. and run with power. But I think he's better in a in a zone in the zone scheme type of running uh, running scheme, kind of with that one cut, plant his foot, get up field, and get what he can get. I don't see him being a transcendent scheme fit for just any offense. Do yeah, exactly. you feel
1: like he has the um, something I ask myself when I look at these guys? Do you feel like he has the most bust um, probability?
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, I I get that
1: vibe from him, like, productive college guy, like, and he can easily go dominate and be this explosive guy with the right offensive line, but, like, I feel like I'm getting buzz vibes from ECN. For whatever reason, like, I don't know what it is, but I I just don't – I'm not getting the same vibes from him that I get from uh, Najee Harris, that I get from – Devonte Williams that I get from Gainwell. Like Gainwell. I'm not getting the same like all of those guys have improved or they, they waited their turn, whether it be Harris behind um the the guys at Bama or Gamewell adding weight in this offseason, like or Devontae Williams doing it for three years and then exploding. Like these guys are improving. You know what I mean? But I I I seen i seen I've seen ETN improve, don't get me wrong. But he's been the same guy for the last three years. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. But and he disappears. Yeah. He disappears at times. Like we saw Najee as a freshman, right? We saw Najee pop up two years later. And then we saw Najee put it all together and it's like, oh, we got something here, right? Yep. Like we, we've seen, like we've seen these other guys grow, but Etienne looks more more of the same, you know, more of the same guy. Like he it's the same thing every time. So like are you gonna be that guy in the NFL that disappeared in the college football playoff? Like and it's just it's just one or two games. Like no no even yeah. it. But no. better competition. The ACC isn't the best football in the world. And are you gonna be that guy in the NFL? Are you gonna disappear with 20, 30 yards?
2: Yeah, I definitely think I th- I definitely think he's gonna need a a simpler blocking scheme. He's like his 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 offensive line is gonna be gonna have to be A one. Because as fast as he is, he's not a guy that's gonna create stuff on his own. He's not like mm-hmm. a make you miss guy. So he's he's I think he's going I think he's more reliant on his offensive line than the other four guys, but if he if his if it's all there for him then he'll do numbers. But yeah, he's definitely a, a, a high ceiling, low floor type of dude.
1: What What about Clemson's offense though? We talk about it, right? Trevor throws on air a lot. They uh-huh. freeze a ton of guys with RPO. Amari Rogers is running wide open. Justin Ross is running wide open. T Higgins is running wide open. Or their jump balls. And then guys are just frozen by RPOs. And next thing you know, ETN's running by you. Yeah. How much of oh, Clemson true. offense is really? How much is it? Is it translating? Like, does he have to be at Arizona? You know what I mean? Like, does he have to be at a a team like that? Because like he's he's when he goes, he goes. Like it's like Phew. yeah,
0: yeah. You know? Red seats party. And, and no, that's a good, that's a good question. And, and and Eugene brought up a good point. He doesn't. He doesn't create. You know, he's not a creative runner, where he has a footwork to two-step you in open field. Mm-hmm. It's 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 legitimately speed or or bust, and that's my problem. Like it's it's literally like y'all know I like to use other sports analogies. So I'm 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 a reach here because I'm not a big baseball guy, but it's literally like having like Etienne is that home run hitter that you know has that like that home run hitting power. But mm-hmm. if you throw if you start throwing them curveballs at them and, and, and different type of pitches and not just a fastball, can ball,
1: hit an off speed? Yeah, or...
0: like and that's that's my thing. It's like, okay, what can you do besides give me that that eighty yard run every once in a while? What what can you do? Because I look at Najee Harris, he may not hit you for eighty, you know, much, but the fact of the matter is he gets conse- consistent and consecutive yards. He's always getting extra yards. He's and that's the thing, like we talk about usage and heck you brought this up a while back. Most prospects fail because the team they're drafted to failed them in yeah. a way. So I'm looking at ETN and people have been comparing him to Kamara in terms of usage of how he should be used in the NFL is in not just try to run the ball 25 times with him, but throw the ball to him like seven, or eight times, give him the ball yeah. in space, things like that. If he's not using that realm, I, that it goes back to your question. He could be a legit bust because – Javante could be a hammer, and, yep. and he still got the speed to, to to beat you for a long one, run, long runs. Gainwell is the most creative weapon at the running back position we've mm-hmm. seen in this class. Throw him out wide, throw him in the slot, do whatever you want to do with him. He can make it work. Najee Harris, you can pull him in the slot, put him at the X, and get him against linebackers and run fades to him. And you know he yep. and him inside zone, outside zone, um, power plays. It doesn't really matter. He's good at all of it. But mm-hmm. ETN doesn't have that, right? So his Trump card, his his dominant trait, which we always talk about in our group text, what's the dominant trait? His dominant trait is speed. Yep. that can't just be your dominant trait. Well, how, how can that be
1: your style. dominant trait? And you know, the guy we're comparing you against, he just ran point zero two off off of what you just ran. You know what I mean? And like, so so when it comes to like, does he have to be with a team like a, a Dallas Cowboys a couple years ago to draft Zeke? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like does he have to be that? Does he does he need an all pro offensive line? Because I think every running back would be would be glad to have that.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Or can he make it work like Saquon? Or can he make it work like Christian McCaffrey? Like I just don't see it right now. But uh that's why I think we're lower on him than I think that's why we're falling out of love with ETN. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because what we see it's getting a little stale. You know what I mean? There's nothing that we saw at Pro Day that made us go, ooh. Yeah, you know, there's nothing yeah. that we saw during the season that made us go, ooh, because like, we've seen that before. Like what's yeah. what's new?
0: He's kind of stiff. Like I, I don't know if if y'all if y'all have seen it, if y'all agree with me there. In his hips, he's a little stiff. So well, like, I don't that, see the
1: boom. Like yeah, when when I see Najee, when I see Najee, I'm like, ooh. When I see Gangwell, I'm like, ooh. Like when I see Michael Carter, I'm like, ooh. You know what I mean? Like that Javante Williams game is hammer. That's not yeah. ETN's game. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like if you're a if you're a burst guy, if you're a speed guy, you're a home run hitter. Like I need some wiggle, dog. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, who you're not? You're not Ezekiel Elliott. You're not 230 pounds. You know what I mean? Like, you you showed up 214. It didn't look like crazy great, but like, it no. didn't look bad. But I I wasn't overly impressed with, with his build no. when I see him in t-shirt. Um, so it's, it's like, what are we what are we working with? And he's he's still an extremely talented guy because I feel exactly. like we get caught up in pointing out negatives um, because we're trying to break these guys down, but we're not trying to tear them down. We're just pointing yeah. out flaws in their game that could possibly be exposed on the next level.
0: Could be a hindrance at the next level. Correct, correct. So, I mean, and, and like you said, we all love, love what he does and what he brings to the game. We just believe for him you have to have a – I would say you need to have a, a more creative offensive coordinator, creative, you know, everything. Just find different ways to get him the ball. His production will be will rest on the loins of his coaching staff rather than just him. Yeah. In, in a way rather than these other guys you can kind of deploy them in multiple ways and find and and really garnish a lot of productivity out of them rather than etn so um so i have javante at two you uh hag you have javante at two Devontae are Gainwell. and then eugene has Travis. so who is r b three i'm gonna so i'm gonna flip it up and go to you eugene who's who's your r b three right now
2: i got gainwell at three um i got the the thing that does it for me is you. He could legitimately le- legitimately be a slot receiver if he decided he wanted to. <laughs> at Memphis, they got they had him running out the slot. He ran this what was it? It was a corner route, yeah. and he turned back for the back shoulder throw. I'm like, look at this guy, <laughs> five foot five foot nine, out jumping, out jumping the corner or whoever the defender was. He don't matter. I will jump in the corner on the back shoulder, fade, high point in the ball. I'm like, this dude is something else. And it's, and it's not only that. When you hand him the ball, it's the vision. It's the change of direction that he has. And even the 2019 tape, when he was under 200 pounds, he showed power. I mean, they put him – they gave him the ball around the goal line, and he went and got – and he went and scored. So, like, I think this guy, I think he has a tremendous upside. He's one of those guys – that you're gonna say, he always makes the first guy miss, no matter where you give him give him the ball. That's what they say about the, all the great running backs. They always make the first guy miss. First guy. I think Gamewell is one of those type of guys.
0: I like it. I yeah, like no, it. Yeah,
1: he he's real fun. Like um, and he was a guy I was talking about. I think before the season, I hate that he opted out. Um, but um, so we really could get to see the 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 second act. But um. He, he does it. He does it all. His versatility, um, his play strength. I think he plays strong. You know, um, he's really, he's a really efficient runner. When you watch him, he doesn't waste a ton of movement, right? So you can watch him and be like, oh, okay, like you can easily say uh, he doesn't have a ton of wiggle, right? But then he goes in there and then he gets nasty with it and stutter step, spin, bounce for a touch and you're Like, hold on, what just happened? And then you rewind it. It's like, oh, he does have that to his game. He just gets his yards when he has to, and then he mixes it up. Like, ask our boy from Penn State. Ask our boy um, in the Navy game, whatever game it was, when he got he got r- real nasty with it. And then, obviously, you like you pointed out, his versatility. Like, he has multiple back shoulder um, catches, and then he finishes after the play and gets yards after contact. Then he, he lines up in the slot, and then he catches the ball at the backfield, you know, probably better than anybody else. Um, and then he's added weight. You know, the knock was he was light, right? He was a buck 87 when he played his, his redshirt freshman year. That's what he played at, right? He was listed at 194. But then he shows up at pro day, and he's noticeably thicker. Like, he looks good. Like, he still caught the ball great. He ran faster than people thought he would run. And I think that's why he's, he's running back three for me, um, because he brings tremendous value, and he translates just as good, if not better, than any other back that we talked about to this point. Um, he's going to be a quarterback's best friend. Um, he's going to be a security blanket. He's going to get. He's going to get dirty yards. He's going to get the yards he has to get, and that's why Gamewell
0: running back number three for me. So, like this is this was a where this was another meeting at the crossroads situation for me because yeah. I, it was between Gainwell and Etn, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. man, like who do I go with here? Because in my like, in my top five, I think I had Gainwell, they have him at five, or was it Michael Carter? I can't remember. But he was in my top five, regardless. So but the more I watched him and, and just kind of for me it's also projecting like what he can be at the NFL. Clemson fans don't hate me for this. I gotta go Gainwell. <laughs> because the simple fact of the matter is the versatility is so important. And, and we talked. I did that tweet. I only I left a couple guys off. With that tweet you mentioned earlier about Memphis. Memphis has put in Daryl, you know Henderson, Tony Gibson, Tony Pollard. Like yep. and Tony uh, yep. Pollard played slot receiver for them when he was there too. So when he got drafted as a running back, a lot of fans were like, "Who? Like wait, he played receiver." Same thing. I spent Good. the whole summer telling all my fantasy football guys on Twitter. I'm like, listen. Watch if go back to the to the tape. Look at the traits that Antonio Gibson has. He's a running back. He's a running back that you could use at receiver. He's rocked yeah. up. He you know like he's a guy that you you can put in the slot. You know get him matched up against linebackers. Have a field day with that. Then you motion him back inside. Run that inside zone and he takes it for eighty. Like that's the type of guy he is. So when I look at Kenneth Gainwell, when you talk about receiving uh, ability. Gainwell far superior than than Gibson was at receiver, and Gibson played receiver the whole time he was at Memphis because yeah, Gainwell crazy. was holding down the, the running back position. So when I look at Gainwell, his ability to just hurt you, like that, that's the thing, man. Like how 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 many how many ways can a running back hurt you? Can it, well, is it just receiving because you'll be James White, you know, you're James White. But if you can, yeah. if you can hurt me on the ground and, and get eighty yards a game on the ground and and 60 yards or 70 yards to the air. Like that's big time. Like that's That's big time. That's terrifying because it's like, how do I game plan for that? Because I can move as an offensive minded guy, I can move that running back everywhere on the offense. I can line you up in, 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 in shotgun or in pistol. Then motion you out, I got a three by one set and you the one. And I got mm-hmm. you, and they playing man coverage. Now that linebacker's rolling out there,
1: but I hope you're not
0: terrified, <laughs> terrified. Like hey, somebody, you know, you got my back out here. You talk to the safety, like you got, you got deep, because yeah. I'm pretty sure they're gonna try to run something deep on me. Like, and that's what's gonna happen. You know what I mean? So, ETN, like I said, I think he just you just need the he like if any of these running backs need the perfect situation or the right situation, right offense is ETN, and I don't like yeah. to rely on that in a way. I like guys just from a natural versatile ability, and I just got to give it the game well at, at RB three for me. Mm. I got to.
1: Ooh. Clemson like Clemson fans are going to hate us, by the way. Yeah, yeah. they're
0: going to. They're <laughs> and, and, going and, and as
1: a disclaimer, like Travis in is a really really good running back, and yes. he's a great football player. So don't don't completely write us off, but. No. No, You know, the way the process is going right now, we're, we're just leaning in another direction. And he, I hope he proves us wrong. I hope he dominates. I hope he gets rookie of the year or whatever, yeah. but, you no, know, this is all this is all for fun and it's really cool. So, at running back four, obviously, yeah. I think it's probably
0: ETN. <laughs> <laughs> ETN, RB4. Uh, like I said, I mean, he, he, has a, he has a lot of traits that you love. And, and the thing for me that I want to say, with that speed, that burst, that I, electricity that he has, I want to say, it's similar to, to an edge rusher. Can you convert that into power? Because when you're coming downhill, I want you to be able to lay the lumber to somebody, set the tone. That linebacker shouldn't be able to just stand you up and feel comfortable with that. Like as a running back, that's one of the most disrespectful things in the world for a defender to hit yeah. you and feel comfortable hitting you, especially early in the game. You know what I'm saying? I in the fourth run. quarter, in the fourth quarter, they should really be tired of, of tackling you. But, and that's what, he, that's the difference. Like he wears you down with speed because he tires you out because you're chasing him all game. And that's the difference with like a Najee Harris. You hit Najee Harris for all 25 carries in the fourth quarter. He gets that last seven or eight. You're like, man, okay. I, don't, I can't, I can't keep doing it. I'm like done. I can't, like, I'm done. Your job. <laughs> like like <laughs> you guys got to make sure he don't break through this line again. Cause I'm tired of this. Like, and that's, that's the difference. So like ETN's going to tire you out with his speed, his burst, his electricity in open field. But again, it's all about getting him in open field. And that's what my, that's what my issue is like that's a, it's a pro and at the same time, it's a con So it's a strength and a weakness that oh yes, I got to get him in the open field, but it's like I, I actually really do have to get him in open field for, for this to work. And, and that's where that kind of frustrates me a little bit. But I just want to see I, I want to see that, that physicality, right? Like you, you're 2,10, 215, you know, nice build, strong physical frame. I want to see you play with that, right? You know what I'm saying? Like y'all, you, you guys, we all see it. We see, yeah. you know, Javante. We talk about Javante is a, legit a ram. Like, you, you're not gonna stand in front of him and not. He's feel trying to
1: punish that. you. Yeah, he, he's, he's trying to punish you.
0: He's, he's be, it's beast mode esque almost like he yeah. runs with a such a like ferocity. It's it's ridiculous. So. You're sitting there watching him, and as a defender, you're like, man, I, I can't stand in front of him too many times like because yeah. he's, he's going to lay that lumber. I want ETN with that burst, when that add some things to your game in open field. Yeah, you may, not, you, you may not be the loosest in the lower half to be able to sauce somebody up. And what, mm-hmm. what did Jalen Hurts tell, uh, uh, tell him at the QB thing? He's like, I get freaky in open field. I get freaky yeah. geeky. You may not be able Where's to do that. that? Yeah, you may not be able to do that, and that's fine. But I, I want to see a straight arm. I, I yeah. wanna see something like modulate your speed and your pace and your gears to where you give them a dead leg and then break back across their face. You have to be more creative in in, in open field because you're not going to be able to run outrun everyone, especially not in the and NFL. He does
1: it and he does it at times. Like he'll make a play. He has like he probably has one of the better college highlight tapes because like he he explodes past people. Then he, he has these plays where he kinda like shrugs people off. But you know how we, we we get on Saquon Barkley a couple years ago because he's two hundred and twenty eight pounds and he's not very very physical, right? Right. right but Saquon right. had that nastiness in open field. You yeah. know what I mean? To to yeah. get busy, to get freaky. And I think, you know, like you like you pointed out, that's what we want to see from ETM because it'd be so beneficial for his game. But, you know, that's why he's at running back four. You know, I just don't think there's a ton of there's not there's not more than what we're looking at when we watch ETN. You know what I'm saying? Like, he could easily be Ronald Jones, you know, quiet yeah. for his first two years and then explode on the scene once his team gets better. Right. You know, I, That's I can see actually that because, like, I, I love Ronald Jones coming out. I knew he was a big guy. Yeah, and I feel like if he gets on a competitive team, if he falls late in the first round or, or in the second, I feel like he gets on a, a competitive team, he could be the guy. But I think early on in his career, I think, you know, it could be a situation where, like, who, Ronald, who, and then you forget about him, then he explodes, and he becomes this dude. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: I, I like that. One, one thing about Travis I do want to see him work on a lot more is pass protection. Yes. Yes. Um, I still, I still remember uh, against North Carolina, 2019. Chad Surratt just <laughs> ran through him. ran right through him like he was made out of cardboard. So I'm like, I don't want to see that anymore. So I want to see him. I'm and I'm sure he's heard about it. I'm sure he's probably going to work on it. But I mean, that's pr- that. If anything, that's going to going to keep him from getting on the field because if he's not better at pass pro, ain't no coach going to put him in.
1: Yeah, Facts. it becomes a liability.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So, um, I, so ETN is uh, RB four for me and Hag. Um, who's your RB four, Eugene?
2: Um, I put. I hate to put Javante at four because it feels like I, he should be higher. It, he, he should. It's hot. It's kind of hot. I don't know, but yeah, Javante Williams is a tremendous, tremendous player. He's another one I think is a more complete back. He's um like like we said, he's he's a hammer, and everything else is a nail. So he and he's just gonna run through everybody. And the thing about that is, he doesn't have to run through everybody because he's got some moves too, and he can make yeah. you miss.
1: He's a mover.
2: He, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the thing is, he's not a liability in a passing game either, either. they didn't throw him the ball a whole lot, but he showed enough. He showed some good hands, and he showed the ability to be a receiver out of the backfield as well. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and he's got a two hundred twenty pound frame. I mean, he's. He's, I think he's the top top of a rotation type of running back. So I got mm-hmm. him at four. He should be higher, but I got these guys really close together. So I got Javante
0: gotcha. at four. For me. All right, uh, Javante at number four. So Hagum, let you finish it off. Who is your RB five?
1: So my running back five is, you know, I had a I had a hard time. Just you know, I really like Colin Hill, uh, but I don't feel like I've seen enough. You know, it, especially him not playing and. You know, them throwing throwing the ball. He caught for 160 that one game. Trey Sermon exploded at the end of the season, something that we discussed. I really like his game, but I don't know how he's going to hold up. So I'm going to go Michael Carter at five. Um, you know, I'm glad we got to see him in the senior bowl. He, he's a good receiver out of the back. You know, I don't think he's gained well or Najee Harris, but he's that next tier as far as, you know, he can catch out of the backfield. He's not a liability. Um smaller thicker build you know came in at 58 199 I believe at the senior bowl so obviously going to be you know a uh, you know a second type guy in somebody's backfield um but he's a willing pass blocker we saw that at the senior bowl he was very physical in pass pro um and just and just being willing to pick up and that's that's the first part about it um so I think Michael Carter I like his wiggle you know he's not super super jittery but he can move like when he does it, he gets he gets nasty at times. Um and he's he's kind of a bowling ball, really. He bounces off mm-hmm. people. Like he's really good at staying low and keeping his, you know, his his weight in his lower half and just bouncing off guys. And the next thing you know, he rips off 10, 12. He steals yards on you. But um, yeah, those are the worst guys to try to tackle those thick, small backs. And um, that's why, you know, Mike Carter's number five for me. He's a very solid running back. He's physical. He can do all the things you need him to. I just don't think he does them as well as some of the guys we mentioned before. But I like him a lot.
2: I like it. I like it. What
1: say
0: you, Eugene?
2: Yeah, I got the same. I got Michael Carter. I'm um, I I'm a rougher saw him over the summertime, and he, you could tell he's not a really big guy, but he he plays so well. He I say he doesn't he doesn't run with power per se, like overwhelming power, but is determination cuz i mean i watched him and and that's not that's not the way that he wins he usually wins by making guys men with the over too um i like i like his uh his dual threat ability I'm not sure. I got him, you know, as five because I'm not sure he's the type of guy you want to give the ball 25 times to and expect you know, over 100 yards or something like that. I don't think he's that type of guy. But you get him mm-hmm. in tandem with uh, a power back, not uh, kind of like Javant like he had with Javante. Then that's where you see his true his true value. Um, I think he's he's a, a number two in a rotation, but he's a dynamic number two because he's gonna he's he's one of those uh, all purpose yard guys. And I wouldn't be and I wouldn't be scared to put him back there on kickoff and punt returns as well, because a guy like that, you just wanna put the ball in his hands. I
0: agree. I agree. Yeah, he, no, I mean from so again, like it was between Cause I, I was close. I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of close. I, I, you know, me had got text. I actually texted both of you the same thing last night. Mm-hmm. But Trey Sermon and I, I love Trey Sermon. Yeah. But like, like we talked about in the in the text, the durability concerns. Were just too much for me to jump him. He's my six. He's my RB six. Um, but I got to go, Michael Carter. And, and when I remember Eugene, we did when we did the the film study on him. One of the things that we told the guys that were on online with us was like. This is where this is why we tell people, like watch film, and throw out the analytics sometimes because there were multiple reps where he's wide open in space as a running back, in as as a receiving back, and Sam Howell's like full Sam Darnold looking downfield, like he wouldn't mm-hmm. check go to his check I mean, he's
1: down. He's got Daz and diami so yeah,
0: so I mean, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's like he he's got a reason, but it's like man, like you got a you got a, a outlet that can get you 15 easy right mm-hmm. now. Just, mm-hmm. just dump it, right? So, like, mm-hmm. he, he, he's he's du- he's a dual threat type of running back. Like you said, Hag talked about. He's five nine, like two hundred two, low center of gravity, strong mm-hmm. frame. He bounces off of tacklers, and, and and you say he he doesn't have the most wiggle, but he can embarrass you in open field, yeah, which we see that on tip. One, it, you know, one on one with a safety, he gives you that head not net, and that foot that's fire. Miami exactly like and it's just like he he beat you and he's gone and he has the speed to outrun guys as well so it's like he's got soft hands when they finally, and it's crazy the coaching staff didn't use him a ton on the texas route when they finally started using him in the texas route he's whooping linebackers Mm -hmm. just regularly like on watch the senior ball
1: take he he dominated the Senior Bowl, you know, exactly. out of the backfield. He, he it wasn't fa- it wasn't fair. You know, um, it was. He clearly was the best, you know, receiving back down there, and he he showed his skill set off.
0: Absolutely. So I think you know, like you said, he may not be your 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 Bell cow type of back, but you think about an offense that already has a Bell cow type of back, and you want to replace. You want to, you know, take that bell off the field and use this dy- dynamo, this this little engine that could, that small pocket rocket. yeah, pocket rocket, that explosive weapon in open space. He can do so many different things for you. Like um, I said, he can re- run the ball eight to nine times a game, catch seven to eight passes. You can give him his, those type of touches and just use him in a versatile role. And he can really make plays for your offense. And an offense that's lacking that playmaker, that juice, he kind of it's kind of – uh, Rounds a little bit of Chase Edmonds for the for the Cardinals, you mm-hmm. know, th- uh, shorter, thicker, thick frame, dynamic though. Like you, you yep. whether it's the inside zone, the outside zone, you it know, what I'm saying happen. all the RPOs. You got Kyler running the pitch plays with them, and then you get them in space, and you run and you run those Texas routes, those out routes, and different things like that. Flare routes with them, and get them matched up with linebackers, and it's it's a it's a mismatch. So, yep. um, so I'm all with that. I, I really think. You know he's he, he like I said he doesn't like Trey Sermon has more of the bell cow potential but like I said th- mm, those yeah. injury concerns are legitimate. Beanie and um, yeah, all that it was just like, and he's a he's a violent runner which does yeah he help needs he situations.
1: needs to be so like if, if it was Trey Sermon and Devontae Williams the difference is we've seen Sermon I don't want to say break but we've seen him take it Devontae Williams is just like eh, move and keep on moving right so
0: yeah definitely definitely so uh i think that is what our top five so uh pretty much we're we were we are consensus on a few picks you know michael mm-hmm. carter at five um you know Najee at one i think that's when the rest of them are just kind of a little you know little. Yeah, little it changed
1: course. a little bit but i think to i think that's how the draft is gonna go i think when you you look at when, when certain teams get to picking a lot like the receivers are gonna be which you know we're gonna talk about but um you know, like like the receivers are going to be team need and team fit is going to play a much bigger part. There is no clear cut two, three, four, one, two, three, four. However, it happens, um, and and these guys are going to fall in different ways. We could see somebody else get grabbed. We saw Clyde Hillier get through into the first round last year. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if that happens. So anything's possible, especially with running backs. So
0: oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, like I said, I mean, if right now the only running back I truly have that I believe will go first round is Najee. Um, yeah. but at the same time, who knows, just depends on how the draft falls. Like you talked about with the, with the draft board, we could have four quarterbacks going to top five with teams trade out, trade up. And then all that's going to do is knock nausea down a little bit because oh, yeah. the, the board changes and you got, you know, different defenders falling. And, you know, right now, like we talked about with the whole Caleb Farley thing, we don't know how that's going to impact his draft stock, getting yep. the surgery to help his back. And he's so darn young to be dealing with this back issue. So he could fall, well, to the end of the first round or out of the first round, you know,
1: the Dolphins could trade back, you know, anything can happen, so
0: anything. So it's, it's going to be fun, like the draft's going to be a lot of fun. That's why I can't, can't, can't lie. I can't wait for it to get here because we're going to be live streaming that first round anyway, uh, giving immediate live reactions to what is going on. I got to make sure to hit up Croc and remind him so he can come on the show, uh, you know, make some time so we can get his reactions to the Niners pick because there's no telling what that's going to be like. <laughs> but, um, but guys. We thank you guys so much for joining us. Remember, uh, please go like, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any of your other podcasting networks uh, and, and apps because we are there. Uh, definitely go to, especially on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five star review. Uh, leave us a, a comment, question, whatever you want. We will start answering questions, and we're gonna start promoting that on Twitter. Uh, whether it's mock draft reviews, whatever, we'll start doing all that. You know, if you if you leave it in the comment section. We will bring it up on the next show once it is uh, once the comment is active and live. And, again, guys, we just thank you all for so much support. I'm Damian Parson. That's Jonathan Hagler and Eugene Holt. Y'all have a good night.
2: Later.